Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome into the To Be Frank podcast. My name is Frank Montez, your host. I hope everyone's having a great day today, man. Um, I have a pretty, pretty interesting, good show for y'all today, man. Uh, before, I hope everyone's ready for Christmas. I know we're a couple days away from it, man. Get your last minute Christmas shopping in, like me. I uh, hope everyone's having a great week. Also, on top of that. So, um, before we get into my topics today, man, I have a special guest today with me. Uh, one of my best friends for damn near 12, 13 years. Um, another one of my best friends right here for about the same amount of time. Um, my man, Zachary Wayne, Brandon Palmer. What's up, baby? How's it going, man? <laughs> I'm glad to be here. I appreciate it. And our other friend, Jose, don't have a mic, but he's just going to chime in what he can. What's up, Jose? What's up, man? Love you, boy. Love you too, boy. So uh, we're gonna get into some of the topics. So we're gonna talk about the military, Zach's favorite. <laughs> we're gonna talk about uh, Zach's time in the military. He's gonna give us a little bit of background on on what he did, how he liked it, uh, you know, little stuff like that. Where he lives now. Uh, we're gonna talk about something that he's been wanting to talk to me about for a long time: college uh, college football. We're gonna talk about some NFL, and I think that's about it, right? Yeah, we'll see. Some see. Other stuff will probably I mean, come up. This on. podcast might be like four hours long, but <laughs> probably. I'm here for it. So, first topic: the military. Let's talk about your time in the Navy, Zach. So, what did you um, What did you do? Well, you already know that. But well, I yeah, know. I know what you did. <laughs> Let everyone else know what you did. Who didn't know? Uh, I was in IT. Uh, I specified more into network admin, system admin stuff, but I uh, also did a lot of work with uh, comms and uh, stuff like that. I, uh, I actually didn't even join to be an IT. I joined to be a rescue swimmer. I uh, went to a couple of the practices and all of that. I remember, I remember that. Yeah, but when I went to MEPS... Isn't, um, isn't that when everyone was like... Hey, go be a Navy SEAL. And then you're yeah. like, I'm going to be a Navy rescue swimmer. Yeah, <laughs> and exactly. And we were like, what? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I ended up, uh, I went to MEPS and I was like, oh, I'll be a rescue swimmer. At this point, I had already quit my job at Pirates Bay. <laughs> the bay? Hold it down? Yeah. I quit <laughs> I quit before I got another job, which is probably a bad idea. But I, I said I was going to be a rescue swimmer. And uh, for the spec ops programs, they, they don't leave uh, regularly. They leave on a, on a schedule, so you have to leave with the rest of them. So uh, they were like, yeah, no problem. Uh, rescue swimmer leaves in a year. And I was like, I don't I don't have enough money for a year. That's right, because you didn't, you took, after you signed, you didn't leave for a while. Yeah. You were here for like damn near almost two years. Almost two years, wasn't it? No, it was no. three months. <laughs> oh, shit, really? <laughs> yes, I, thought you chose, I, chose. I thought you were here. Oh, you want, oh that's right. You wanted to leave. Yeah, you, chose. you wanted to leave sooner. I told you didn't you, want to stay longer. I, I told you guys I told you guys I was uh, joining the Navy, I think, at, Last minute as well. uh, yeah, you just at came up January like, at a party. One day you were just like, I'm joining the Navy. Everyone was like, quiet. Yeah, and then uh, I left April 27th. But anyways... Uh, they tell you to pick your, choose your top three options and to go in expecting to choose those options. So I, I went in, I said rescue swimmer. They said, yeah, you got a year till that leaves. And then I was going to be an intelligence specialist. No, I was going to be an avi- avi- aviation electronics. That's what I was going to go into. And they said, yeah, no problem. That leaves in nine months. I said, well, I can't do that either. 
I said, what about an intelligence specialist? They said, yep, no problem. Uh, six months. And I was just like, oh, there's my top three. What's the next thing on the list? And in alphabetical order, they go, uh, IT. I said, well, when does that leave? He goes, uh, three months. I was like, cool, I'll take it. <laughs> and you haven't looked back since then? No. I no. mean, you seem like you you seem like you in, actually enjoyed it for the most part. I mean, I know, I mean, every job in the military is kind of shitty for the most part, but you seem uh, like you made do with what, with what you had. I would say the jobs have their own uh, pros and cons, but I do enjoy being in IT. I like the uh, instant gratification of solving a problem. So then... I guess I'll bring it to my next question. What were your pros and cons of doing IT? Instant gratification. I I, I really like... Uh, it's like a puzzle. You, you spend all your time trying to figure out one thing to get to one goal at the end. And in IT, it, uh, it either works or it doesn't. So as soon as it starts working, you know, like, I got it. So I really like that. I'd say the cons are... Uh, just like in any other job, you have to earn your stripes. So I've been doing a lot of help desk stuff, which is uh, helping people solve their own problems. Uh, and I'd say the worst part is helping older people who don't really understand technology or anybody yeah. who doesn't understand the technology. Mainly old people. And trying to explain to them why things aren't working, why things need to be plugged in, <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> Just like literally just changing your password from like a basic one to like an actual complicated one, them actually remembering it. Or making sure that they don't write their password down on a sticky note <laughs> on their monitor. Or connecting the Wi Fi. <laughs> yeah, or <laughs> connecting the Wi Fi around places. <laughs> so tell me about tell us about your, your process from from the day you left to when you actually started your job, like how, what was the, first tell me what the length, like how long it was to actually start it and then tell me about the process from day one all the way to, to then. Uh, so you get a date to go to, uh, to go to MAPS. You go to MAPS, you get your physical done, you take your ASVAP test, uh, you pick your job. Uh, that's basically one day. And then they give you a ride back home and they let you know, like, hey, uh, come to, you know, the recruiting station or wherever you joined at, and uh, we'll give you a ride to the hotel. So you get a ride to the hotel. Normally, if you're like me and you're a bigger guy, uh, <laughs> I'll give you a bunch of, uh, I, I don't remember what the name of it is, sodium chloride or something. But you weren't, anyways. You weren't even big back then, dude. Come on. Oh, no, no, no. That's magnesium citrate. That's magnesium citrate. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's when you went. That's when you went from stage five Palmer all the way to stage one Palmer. Yeah. So you weren't you weren't a big guy. Yeah. Well, I was bigger. Who's the trainer? Jose (laughs) J. That's a a goddamn lie. Give my credit, boy. (laughs) Coach Coach Chen. Uh, But uh, they want you to be as light as possible going into boot camp. So you stay at this hotel. I. is this, is this before you left? Like before the night? This is the night before I left. Okay. I basically just shit my brains out. All night. <laughs> they wake you uh, They wake you up at four, four-ish, and 
everybody in the hotel, it seems like they're all doing the same thing. We're all going to boot camp. Um, get on the plane, fly to O'Hare in Chicago, uh, sit in rows, you get on a bus, and then you go to Great Lakes. And then boot camp basically begins at that point. And you start your awesome journey. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. Uh, <laughs> it's it's actually it's it's a uh, it's a cool experience. It's kind of fun. It's uh, you you don't understand what what you're doing, why you're doing it, and everything is kind of just uh, going pretty fast. Because I I mean to me it's basically all a blur. I don't even know if I got all the details right. But uh, you get off the bus, you get yelled at. <laughs> you go into this building. You get yelled at in the building. Sounds like home. Uh, yeah, that's a normal day for you at home. <laughs> yeah, basically, right? And then they, uh, uh, I remember they had us sitting, standing in line, and then they had us walk around this room in circles. And then the other room was a trough for taking a piss in. And they had two observers on each side, and you're just walking around drinking water until you have to pee because you have to get drug tested. So they... Okay, never mind. No, so, that's a dumb question. Go. So as soon as you show up, you're getting drug tested. Yeah. And <laughs> they just watch you pee. You pee in this cup, and then you leave. And you go out. And I remember sitting in a different line. And then I had to uh, go into... The, everybody was getting put into this room. And in this room, they just have a bunch of boxes, and they have all your gear. Like for you already, or... No. Like it's already individually for you? No. You just walk in and grab something from each box and go? No. No, no, no. The boxes were for your shit. Oh, so you'd put yours? Okay. Yeah. Okay. They just came up to you yeah, and they were yeah. like, hey, how big are you? How small are you? What size do you wear? And they'd be like, here, here are fucking, you know, five pairs of underwear. Here are uh, two shirts. Here's two shorts. Here's your hat. Here's the hat you're not going to wear until you, we tell you to fucking wear it. And then so on and so forth. And then they sit and then everybody gets in front of their box with all their gear and they say, All right, write down your address on the box, take off all your clothes, put your clothes in this box, put on your gear. So now when you when you when you say all your clothes, you mean all of it. Yeah. Boxers and everything. You can't wear your own boxers. Man, that's fucking They gave you underwear. So you have to get butt ass naked right there, take your clothes off, mm-hmm. and then put the clothes that they've given you on, yeah. which is that yellow navy shirt yep. and the shorts. Yep, blue shorts. Yep. Yeah, okay. And the nice, nice, nasty ass long white socks. And <laughs> They're not even fucking white anymore. The, the discontinued ASIC running shoes. <laughs> That's why the navy, <laughs> fucking navy bought them out. And, uh, so is this before you get your hair cut or after? Before. Oh, okay. Before. We're still individuals at that point. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> You're not just a number. And then uh, you got all your new stuff. You have to go outside. They put you in lines, which I later figured out were categorized by what job you were picking, right? So if you're going to boot camp, you'll probably, if you're going to be a boatswain's mate, most likely you'll end up with boatswain's mates. Or if you're going to be an IT, you'll most likely end up with people who are going to be in the intelligence field and shit like that. Yeah. Uh, although it's not. 100%. Anyways, so they sit you in line to make sure you don't fall asleep. And you sit there and you wait for everybody else to get done with the whole process. Once everybody else is done with the whole process, they take you to where you're going to be sleeping. You go to where you're sleeping. They say, this is where you're going to be sleeping. Now you know the way. And then they <laughs> walk you into a different room. 
where there's a it's a huge like college size auditorium size classroom with a ton of desks in it and then they start briefing you and they brief you on uh and i don't really remember because you get on the plane you get off the plane you don't really go to sleep you just stay up the whole time i don't know how long it had been that i had been up at that point but i remember going to Okay, hold on. I'm so at, at that point, when when you're in that room, what time is it at that point? I don't know. I don't have a watch. I don't have a clock. So what time? You didn't know what time it was like when you got off the bus or the plane? Nothing nope. like that. I'm fucking you, bro. Man. I think, I, I'm pretty sure what it is, is if you have a bunch of different kids from 18 to, I mean, we had a 30-year-old in my boot camp division, uh, coming from different parts of the country, different parts of the world. Uh, and you're taking them to one place, everybody's got to get on the, t- the same time. Yeah, 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 the same time schedule. Yeah. So I think that's what it was about. But you're in this room, huge conference room. People are passing out because uh, they haven't had sleep or they're dehydrated or they didn't take care of themselves the night before or whatever. Did you? Did I pass out? No, did you take care of yourself, and take care of yourself the night before? I mean, I guess you could say that. Well, you didn't I pass had breakfast. out. You, you didn't pass out, so that's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, they didn't want you to pass out. They had to brief you. We signed up for our retirement plans. We signed our life insurance stuff. You sign your uh, what bank you want. They give you two choices, USAA or Navy Federal. Yeah. And once you get done with that, then I think I remember it was nighttime there. And then uh, they take you to your your compartment is what they call it. Or you're going to be sleeping with your division, your boot camp division. And they make you stencil all your stuff. And stencil is basically uh, you take the letters that spell your last name. You get some ink and you stamp out your name on your underwear, on your shorts, on your shirt. uh, All that stuff. The whole night, right? And then they teach you how to make your bed. And then you get to go to bed. For like four hours. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you even know how long? Do you even know how long you slept for? Me? No. I think I slept for. Well, yes, and no. It's probably seven hours or so. Probably seven hours or so because you go to bed. I think they they allot you eight hours of sleep. I think it's. 10 to 6 or I don't know what the exact 8 hours is but they allot you a certain amount of time to sleep but just because they turn the lights off doesn't mean that everybody goes to sleep did you? Uh, yeah Cause, uh, after I had been up for like 32 hours I was I was, <laughs> just, <laughs> I was watching a video on TikTok of people like uh, that are in military and they're you know they give like um tips on how to do like on your first night of basic training uh-huh. and the, one of the first tips they say is after you get all your stuff done to be the first one to go to sleep oh yeah because you're, you're sleeping in a bunch of room you don't know if these people snore how loud they snore oh, yeah. i know you yeah, i feel I'm sorry never, for them people that <laughs> before. that's crazy i feel sorry for them people that had to sleep in the same room as you i feel sorry for uh me yeah <laughs> <laughs> I was like, i'm not worried about y'all i'm going to sleep yeah, <laughs> you better out. go to sleep before I was, me i was out i was out I actually met one of my, a good friend of mine, uh, Chappelle. He came up to me. He was from New York. And he came up to me, and the first thing he said to me was, do you like chocolate? 
Just like that in that dumb New York <laughs> And I had never talked to anybody from New York before. And I looked at him and I said, don't ever fucking talk to me again. And like, that was the start of it. That was the start of a beautiful friendship. Yeah, they became friends. <laughs> that, that's how you start becoming friends with you. So that was that was your first that was your first night. Yep, night number one. Night number one. All right, so give me give me basic training in a nutshell. Uh, in a nutshell, I would say it's like Groundhog Day. But you do something well, you know, it's like Groundhog Day. <laughs> I mean, you're you do things you're you're busy until you go to bed. Uh we had different activities like firefighting and basic naval training and um learning about different ships and knots and all that stuff and you had your uh PT, which is physical training. Uh, but everything was written out for you in a schedule. It was actually kind of nice. You uh, you never really have to think about your day. You just wake up in the morning and, you know, do what you're supposed to do, which is uh, brush your teeth, make your bed, and shave. And then you just stand by your, your rack or your bed until uh, the commanders come in and let you know what's up. So what what were you... I remember you told me about this. You uh, were able to wake up and do everything before everybody else. And you oh. said it was like the nicest thing ever. Oh, I was a yeoman. So uh, I had nice handwriting. So I was able to keep logs for everybody. So say somebody had a dentist appointment or a doctor's appointment. Uh, you have to sign everybody in and out. So that way people, so that way they can keep track. And they basically just give you a job that helps you hold accountability for yourself. Um and as a yeoman, I was able to wake up uh, earlier than everybody else. So that way I could get all my stuff knocked out and wake up and do my duties. And you said that you like that because obviously you've taken a shower with however yeah. many other people. Yeah, that's So you had to take a shower on your own, brush your teeth on your own. I have to worry about sharing windows or yeah, sinks with people. There's like 30 of us. And there's five sinks. There's six toilets, five sinks, and uh, three shower heads. Or, well, they're the shower heads that have like four they're spouts like, yeah. on each side. But, That's I mean, so awkward. yeah, I mean, it's not fun. It's not something I would recommend. If you can, if you. That sounds like Jose's kind of job right there. Yeah. <laughs> if you can, I would suggest, you know, uh, using your own sink when you can. So. But, Fast, fast forward a little bit to like your last couple of days of basic training and like when you graduate. Uh, so your last day, you go through something called battle stations, which is a shit show scenario uh, of if you're on a boat and your boat gets hit by, hit by a missile, what do you do? Uh, you can't let the boat flood. So you go through this uh, training cycle where you uh, shore up a hole and they put you in this room the room is filling up with water and you have to work with other people to uh, close up the hole once you slow down once you slow it down enough they have you climb a ladder and the ladder has is going to a room that has water falling in it so it's just water falling all over your face 
you fight a fire, you stay up the whole night for so for twenty four hours you just stay awake and you go through battle stations. Uh, that sounds intense. Yeah, you know at the time it was, but it, it's like uh, it's like a football game. As soon as it's over, it's like oh that was fun. Yeah, it was it's, it was it was fun. Uh, it was rewarding. It was nice, but uh, yeah, twenty four hours and then you get to instead of marching back to your compartment you get to just run back and act like a lunatic <laughs> so it's a lot of fun so after so that was your last night yep next day you graduate graduate and then you get to hang out with your family for a little bit three hours and then you get <laughs> actually i remember you sent me a picture you're in the hotel room with your with your mom or whatever mm-hmm. and you sent me a picture that's actually my my picture for you still you were on the you were on the toilet with some candy, I think, because you hadn't eaten candy in about two months. Yeah. So she brought you like a care package with like a shitload of candy. Sour Patch Kids. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first thing I texted you as soon as you graduated, and you 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 replied back to me when you could, and you sent me that picture. Yep. And I was like, damn, you graduated. Oh, it was crying. It was awesome. I didn't think you were gonna do it. It was it was a it was a. A classic situation of you you don't know what you're missing until you're missing it you know until you don't have it yeah until you have to eat shitty hospital yeah. food for two months yeah the worst thing about the food is it's full of saltpeter <laughs> so i just uh, i ate uh the taco salads when they had them and cereal and bananas and peanut butter that's all i ate oh and sunflower uh, seed that's butter that's probably what you ate when you were home so. i know <laughs> <laughs> your diet didn't change much going into the navy yeah no so, uh, so, hung out with your family. What happened after the three hours? After three hours, what three hours, you go back. You're not supposed to be on your phone. I did, um, but <laughs> you go back to the compartment, and basically now you're a sailor. So you get treated a little bit better. You're walking through. You got your dress whites on, and uh, you go and pack up all your shit, put it in your sea bag, which is those big green backpacks, and uh, you wait. Because you're flying to A school. And you went to A school, right? Yeah. A so school. there's A, B, A and B school? No, nope, there's just A and C. Oh, I, was, I thought so there was a B school. No, yeah, that, you would think. No, <laughs> <laughs> we, we were talking about it the other day, and I was like, yeah, Zach went to something, something in B school. We went to go see him in B school in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> so I was completely wrong whenever I told that to you. I'm sorry. Yeah. It was A school. <laughs> yeah, you, I went, uh, flew out to Florida that night at uh, 1 a.m. My mom and my sister met me at the airport, too. So they flew from Chicago to Florida with you. Not with you, but... No. Oh. They just came to the airport. And Florida. No. They took you to the airport. No. I rode a bus to the airport. Yeah. They met me at the airport. Oh. And then they said bye to me for, like, the last time. Yeah. Before I went off to A school to learn how to be an IT. So... You became... You didn't become an IT right away. Obviously, you had to go... Through A school. How long were you in A school for? Uh, June to... Hold on. April? May? June? Okay. June to December? So six months, seven months maybe? Yeah. Six months? I don't know numbers, man. Yeah, me neither. Let's just say I'm seven. an IT. I'm not a math Let's just say seven months. I can't so, count. From the time you left to the time you finished A school, it was seven months. Let's say seven months. Mm-hmm. All that seven months. And when you finished A school, you were done with your job. Like you were a certified IT guy. 
Yeah. Or did you have to go to more training after A school? Uh, well, there is more training after A school. It just depends on what your first command wants you to do. So if your first command wants you to go specialize in something, say uh, your command needs you to be proficient in this one piece of technology or this one system, then your command can send you somewhere before you go to the command. But I went straight to my command. So you didn't have any more follow-on training or nothing like that? Nope. They, they, thought you, they thought you knew enough to start your job? Basically, yeah. So since you started, so that, that day you started your job. Like, when I graduated? Yeah, no, no, no. no. Like when oh, you, when I showed it to my command. From A school. Yeah. From A school, you went to your command, you started your job like that same day. Oh, yeah, yeah. There was they, like no no testing, no, hey, let's go give you orientation of the job or nothing. They there's really a, go to your post. They have these things called PQSs, which is a piece of paper that gets filled out by other people who actually know how to do their jobs. And uh, you go to those people, you say, hey, I need training on this. And then they teach you how to do it, and then I sign off on a section of your PQS. So my first day, I got all the all the PQSs I need to be a proficient IT on a ship, and then they just said, uh, "Here you go, go to this other ship. They have ITs that are ready for you." So where was your where was your first uh, post when you left Florida? San Diego. You went straight to San Diego. Mm-hmm. I thought you went to Mississippi. Mississippi. I went to Mississippi after I went to San Diego. Oh, okay, so you went to San Diego, then you went to Mississippi, and that's where your boat was ready because you got a brand new boat, didn't you? Yeah, but the boat wasn't ready; it was still being built. So you stayed in Mississippi till your boat was done, mm-hmm. and then y'all took a trip, right? Y'all went all the way up the East Coast and then came back. Yeah, went to where did we go first? Cuba, Barbados, Jamaica, Florida for a while because we had to. There's like this bridge in uh, San Diego that you have to go underneath. And we had to get a piece of equipment removed so we could fit underneath the bridge. Uh, Florida, Virginia, Rhode Island, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, sorry, Philadelphia. And then... Fuck the Eagles. Fuck the Eagles, yeah. (laughs) And then then we went back to Florida, uh, to Panama through the canal so before you before you get on to go into the canal i want to get to what i thought was probably one of the craziest stories you told me when you were coming from the east coast you went through the bermuda triangle yes i want want you to tell these people about that because you told me that story like five times and i'm so intrigued every time you tell me yeah i mean it's the real deal and i don't know what it's about i think it has something to do with uh earth and magnetic poles and all this other stuff that I don't understand. But I remember I was on day shift uh, on my ship and we were going through the Bermuda Triangle and I got woken up at midnight and I had just got off maybe three hours before or something. And they were like, everything is broken. We need you to fix your system. And I go up there to the bridge. The CO's there, XO's there, CMC's there. Everybody who's on watch is there. And a bunch of my coworkers, uh, people who worked with my coworkers, they're all up there. And everybody's working on their shit. And I look over at the uh, the screen, the GPS, whatever, the ship's navigation. It shows you where you are. You said we were on an island. But we're in the water. <laughs> and everybody's equipment is on the fritz. It said we were going faster than we were going. Uh, it said we were somewhere we weren't. Um, 
it was just a bunch of like I mean I was in charge of uh, a system that showed all the ship's cameras and different information coming from the Navy and that was on the Fritz as well and our radars couldn't get a lock on an antenna it was crazy it was a bunch of different stuff and it was it was, it was chaos for about three hours. I remember when, when you told me about that, because I think like, as soon as you got back to land, wherever you got back, Florida, you told me about that. Yeah. I remember you called, I think you called me, or you faced that group pace on us or something and told us about yeah. that. I was like, this shit is the real deal. <laughs> I mean, everyone knows. I mean, if you don't know about the Bermuda Triangle, you need to look it up. It's probably one of the, probably one of the biggest conspiracy theories also. Well, we didn't disappear. I mean, but, that's the good thing. That's yeah. what we, I remember you told me before you even left uh, Virginia or wherever you were, and you told me that you were going to, you had to go to the Bermuda Triangle. I was like, oh, shit. I was like, we're pro- I, I literally, I said, we need we're to say bye to I said, we, we need to say bye to Zach because I don't think we're ever going to see him again. Yeah. And when you texted us right after you made it, I was like, well, we think he made it through the Bermuda, Bermuda Triangle alive. Yeah, it was crazy. It was, it was, it was the craziest thing. And then, uh, but it was also kind of fun because... You know, if the GPS says we're on an island, then you're relying on, you know, the 18-year-old kids, 19-year-old kids who are outside to point you towards, like, the right direction. So there's people on deck of the ship outside looking. Mm-hmm. Sitting in the rain, sleep, it's, snow, it's, cold, don't matter. It's midnight, and there's people outside in yep. the dark. In the dark. To figure out where you're going. Yep. In the middle of the fucking ocean. Yep. Where no one can see anything. Yep. Just to make sure we're not hitting, <laughs> hitting land. That's a, uh, I guess that's a pinpoint for the Navy then right there. Yeah. I mean, they did one thing good. Yeah. <laughs> so you went through, you went back around Florida. Panama through, Canal. Through Panama to mm-hmm. get to the side to shitty ass California. Yep. So, and then that's where you spent the next, what, three years? Yep. Of your life? Yep. So, and you pretty much worked on that same ship. Yeah. So how many times did you? Because remember, you told me that you would you, you would double just take your sheet your, your ship out to the Pacific and just come back with it, y'all. Or some yeah. Like well, that. we had exercises. Uh, we had a couple missions that we did. We did one with NASA, which was really cool. But we did a bunch of missions, a bunch of training exercises. Uh, RIMPAC, which is a uh, naval exercise that the United States does with its allies. And that was in Hawaii. That was a lot of fun. That was, oh, yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah. But, yeah. It was a, basically getting the ship ready for a full-on deployment. Yeah, if you ever went on. We were, 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 were you ever supposed to go on one? No. That ship was never selected to go on an actual deployment that somewhere overseas? I, I was close, uh, but no. So I trained all the guys who went on the deployment. And most of the ones who came after you. Yeah. So what were your like? What were your shifts for like your hour? Like your like what were your hours that you worked? I know you just worked whatever the fuck they told you, but like what yeah. was the like the average? Uh, so I'll say this: so your watch is uh, when you're out to sea. So when you're out to sea, um, my watch was a twelve hour and twelve off. Although, depending on training, who you have to train, and your watch is. Your actual shift. Yeah, okay. exactly. Uh, other people did four on, four off. Some people did four on, eight off. Some people did uh, four on, six off. It was, it's, it's hectic. Oh, that's, that's, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, we got lucky. I, I, I prefer 12 on, 12 off, to be honest. 
just because I have the ability to say, oh, well, I'm kind of off right now. Yeah. But it was a, uh, I mean, it's not like we didn't work 18, 16s or anything like that. Like, it just depended on what needed to be done. And uh, I prefer nights because when you're sleeping during the day, that's when all the leaders are awake. Yeah, so it's a little yeah. more laid back at night. And that's whenever people, uh, that's when, if things break, they don't want to have to go get you. They don't want to have to go wake you up because then it makes them look bad. So you get to sleep a little bit more. But on nights, if if you're on if you're on days and you go to sleep at night, something breaks at night, and you're the one who knows how to fix it, they have no problem going to get you. Yeah. So. Yeah, I got you. But so, during the day, oh, so like if you're in port, that's I, I'd say that's even more hectic because there were I woke up at four. I would drive into work. I'd get there around 5, 5.30, depending on if I worked out first or not. So you, before you get into that, you didn't, you lived in San Diego? Yeah. How far away from your ship did you live? Uh, I lived in a bunch of different places when I was living off base. Uh, So I, you have to get to a certain rank before you get basic allowance for housing from the Navy. Uh, But luckily enough, I was blessed with friends who decided they just would take me in. And let me live with them. So I lived in San Bernardino, which was, uh, I'd say, about 35, 45 minutes away. With traffic or without? Without. It was early in the morning. Yeah. And then uh, I lived in uh, Chula Vista, which was the same distance. I lived on base for a little bit, and they had an apartment complex because once you get one rank below the rank where they pay you to live outside, uh, they're like, oh, we'll give you like some fake money so you can pay for your rent here. And then, uh, so I lived there for a little bit, which was on base. So it was like 15 minute walk. So you could literally wake up 30 minutes before you had to be there and get there on time. If you're lucky. <laughs> Security's not being a dick. If you if you can uh, walk fast enough in your boots, if you don't want to be, things. you don't want to be a nerd running. Like the kid running through the hallways at school. <laughs> running like that anime character. Yeah, exactly. Naruto. Yeah. <laughs> so. But anyway, so yeah, on shore, it, it, it kind of varied. It just depended on uh, tasks that your leadership gave you. So if your leadership was like, hey, we have to do this today, and uh, that's basically about it. You could, I mean, I would go to work. I'd start work at 7. I could get off at 11. Or some days I would go to work at 7. I'd get off at 9. You just still get paid 12 or? Like still get paid your normal hours? Your salary. Oh, you okay. don't get paid okay. hourly, okay. yeah. Okay. I guess that's different. <laughs> <laughs> there's no, you, you don't get, you, there's no overtime in the Navy. <laughs> just straight 40. <laughs> so, I know San Diego, you didn't really... You didn't really care for it. Mm-mm. I mean, I know you care for the people that yep. were there. I know you met a lot of good friends that you told me about. But I, I know Adams got to meet. I never got uh, the pleasure to meeting them. Um, so, what was your your overall your overall experience with the Navy? Yeah, uh, I would quote Charles Dickens. It was the Worst of times, it was the best of times. I don't know if I got that in the right order, but uh, when when you're going through it, 
it's shitty. It's uh, nobody likes watching going through it or watching your friends go through shit like uh, family members passing away yeah. and not being able to go to the funeral because the ship needs you or the Navy needs you or your country needs you or whatever, however you want to word it. Yeah. And uh, nobody nobody likes working uh, longer than they have to. Say you're in port and you finish everything at 1030. Well, it's a bad look if you're going home at 1030. So you just kind of stick around. Nobody likes that shit. Uh, nobody likes being woken up in the middle of the night to have to fix a problem. Uh, but on the other hand, I mean, I did a lot of fun shit when I was in. I had a lot of fun with those guys. Uh, for instance, one night we had a a contest to see who could drink the most gallons of water, the most <laughs> pots of coffee, because we were on night shift. So it was like we have to stay awake, but might as well stay hydrated too. And there was another night where we stole the training guns and we ran around our, our shop and pretended to shoot each other, which was just <laughs> just a shit show. Uh, I mean, I fished off the back of the boat uh, in Panama. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Did you catch anything? Yeah, I, caught, I don't even know what kind of fish it was because I'm an idiot. <laughs> it was a nice skinny silver fish. I don't know. But you weren't able to keep it right. You able, no, you could keep it because the chefs on the on the boat would cook it for you. Oh, yeah, it was sick. It was like shit like that where you're like, oh, this is really cool because I would never get to do this at any other So time. like at sea, were you able to do that? Like when y'all go on some of your training exercises with y'all in Newport, were you able to take your fishing rod and fish? Oh, what? I mean, you can bring your fishing rod on a board, but if, if we're in the middle of shooting or of live round exercises, or no, if no, we're in the middle I'm of... I'm just saying like this, but if, when y'all have downtime, like are you able to just go outside on the deck and just start fishing? I guess, but we're going like 25, 30 knots, 15 knots. There's no point in throwing your rod out there. You're oh, just going to lose all your line. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, it was a, it was a ton of fun. It's a... Uh, it's a serious job, but it, 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 there's times where it's, like, not all that professional. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's, that's every job at some point. Yeah, exactly. Except we get to play with cool stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and shoot shit if you have the chance. So, I think um, I think we'll finish up your, your military experience right there. Yeah. Um, my, my last question. <laughs> I already know the answer to this. If there's an 18, 17, 16-year-old kid... Right now, was thinking about going to the Navy or military in general. What would you tell them? Uh, besides join the Air Force, I would say if you have anything going for you, anything, if your parents have a college fund and you're motivated to go to school, or if you have a trade that you think you'd be good in, if you have a job set up, I wouldn't do it. Uh, just not worth the money or the time away from your family. But if I say you don't want to spend your parents' money on college or if if you like just like find yourself in a real shit situation, go ahead and join. It'll teach you a lot about yourself and you'll learn it really quickly. Yeah. So, we're ended on that. So, for the most part, most people, most people know you live in Colorado right now. Yep. Um, so, and if you don't know, he lives in Colorado right now. What town? Live in a suburb of Denver. Suburb of Denver. Yeah. 
So you do the same job. You're an IT guy. Yep. For a power company out there. Yeah, work for a power company out there. So, um, what are your? Tell me about. Tell me about Colorado. Tell me what you like about it. Um, it's beautiful. In the summertime, mostly. Fall, I guess. Uh, when it's when it snows, when it's like really snowy, everything's covered in snow. It's pretty. I like looking at the mountains. They're pretty cool. Um, <laughs> uh, they're just there's a lot of outdoor stuff to do there. Yeah, and the people there don't suck. Yeah. In California, the people are kind of snobby and rude. Yeah, in oh. in Colorado, they're kind of like uh, California yeah. just sucks in general. So. Yeah, they're like we have to live through winter together, so we might as well be cool with each other. <laughs> so that would be what you like best about it. Yeah, yeah. So then tell me what you like least. I hate the cold. <laughs> I hate the cold so much. I'm not made for that shit. It's just too cold. I mean, there's no reason. I, I walked out of my house one morning and it was 10 degrees. And I didn't understand what I was doing there. I was like, why am I here? Or the first time I shoveled my driveway. I mean, you're used to this. Texas weather. Uh, the, the w- what is the temperature today? 75 today. The temperature is 75 degrees today. And Christmas and, is in two days. And it feels like, it probably feels like 80, 81 outside. And you come from this to waking up in 10 degree weather and that's the high for the day. No, the high, would be, like, the high would be like 17. Oh, okay. Give, so it, give, give Colorado some credit. A few degrees more. You wake up, it's snowing. It's not like down here when you get an, an inch of snow and they close everything down up there. If it snows, you're fucking, you're going to work. Oh, yeah. They, I mean, they close everything down here if it gets too icy. Yeah. It's too cold out. If the water could freeze, there's no point in going outside. Yeah, over there, that's like, oh, it's a normal day. Right now, it is 30 degrees in Denver. What's the low tonight? 22. No, that's not bad. That's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> Compared to some of the worst it's been there. Yeah, I mean, I guess. All right, so but we're going to finish the topic about you. We're going to get on to other stuff. Yeah, let's my, talk about my, my, my last question to you. My last question to you about all of your personal stuff. I'm pretty sure most of us want to know who know you. Are you going to move back to the great state of Texas? 100%. That's what I love to hear. I'll be here in April. That's what we all love to hear. That's what I love to hear. You heard it here first. Zach Palmer is coming back in April. I'm lit. <laughs> Sorry, Kelly. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I hope you come too. So, second topic. I made this the second topic after you because you called me about this topic the other day. Yes. And you talked to me for like 30 minutes on your lunch break about it. And we talked about it back and forth about what we both thought. So I was like, I got to listen to that. We're going to talk about the college football playoffs. Yep. If any of you have been listening to my prior podcast you know how i feel about this fucking playoff system how it's full of shit how there is some ohio state people in the committee so the standings okay so clemson beat notre dame like i thought they would notre dame was overrated uh bama one clemson two shouldn't be there ohio state three notre dame four well, I don't know. A lot of people were like Notre Dame should be out of the top four in general because they lost, but they're a one-loss team. The only losses to now number two Clemson, so I think they're still good. I thought they were still good. I thought they'd be number three, and I thought A&M was sneaking at four, but no. There's some Ohio State people on that committee that put them on there for some God knows what reason. So 
my boy Zach, I know you. You have been for A and M for as long as I've known you. So I don't know why your mom's UT. So well, she went there. Yeah, no, you need to, you need to <laughs> set him straight a little bit. And my little sister. And your sister went there. Too. <laughs> so you need to set him straight a little bit. But you you've been with A and M. So as long as you've known me, when have I ever when have I ever said anything good about A and M? Never. Ho. Oh. <laughs> so you're hearing it for a first person right here that for me to come out and say that A&M is getting screwed something is going on right here because I would never come out and physically say that about them if they weren't getting screwed so if you don't know obviously they didn't make the playoffs they got the fifth seed they're going to play OU Ooh. they'll knock off Patrick Mahomes the great value Patrick Mahomes is what I call him um, a rattler? Yeah, like Patrick Mahomes <laughs> is knocked off Brandon Hill. <laughs> it's like an albino Patrick Mahomes. So tell me, uh, tell me your thoughts on that. that uh, two thoughts: uh, fuck Ohio State, fuck Notre Dame. Facts. Um, the fact that Ohio State is in uh, just because they adjusted the rules so that Ohio State could have enough wins to go. Bullshit. Six wins is all you needed. And I'll give. I'll give. I'll give the uh, the Big Ten. Uh, I'll give them the fact that they were willing that they did that. You know, they barely played football this season. Yeah. They could barely get themselves uh, get their shit together. They played what five games? Mm-hmm. It was six plus six? The, yep. the championship game. Uh, they barely got their shit together for that. Whatever. Kudos to Ohio State. You guys were good last year. Uh, you guys are decent this year in the Big Ten. I'm not even going to talk. I mean, how can you call them decent though? They, it's a, they, it's, they, a, it's a totally different conference. They played five teams. They beat one team that was good, Indiana. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know. If, I'm pretty sure their record was highly mediocre at that time. I don't so know. It's not giving them a great win. I don't know if I'm remembering this correctly, but I was looking. I saw this uh, stat for the difficulty of uh, the strength strength of schedule. Sixty-two or seventy-two. They were like sixty second. It was like and like the strength of their schedule and and A and M was like fifth or fourth or something. I mean, give or take A and M only played two good teams, and you gotta take Bama out of the way because everyone lost to Bama. Yeah, so they only beat they only beat Florida. But they're in a different conference. And I think SEC teams are way better than Big Ten teams all they, around. Everybody knows all that's around. that's just a fact. Everybody knows that. What I'm gonna say is fuck the ACC. They already have. <laughs> They already have Clemson in there. I know. That's that's the thing. And then Clemson beat Notre Dame. So then what's the fucking point of keeping Notre Dame at four when you already know they're in an easier conference? So I think what the, that was, I was reading on that too. Notre Dame's strength of schedule was like 13 or 14. Okay. They played three top 25 teams, and they were two and one. They were one win coming to – one loss coming to Clemson. Yeah. In the championship game. Yep. So I don't give them that one win that they beat Clemson without Lawrence in because that obviously was a fluke because they played them with Lawrence and got their ass whooped yep. all up and down the field the whole entire game. So I think I think they should have put Ohio Notre Dame before Ohio State in general because Ohio State didn't play nobody. I opinion. think I wish that A and M and Ohio State would have played each other. That would have been. Instead, like, of, instead like, of Ohio State playing Northwestern for their chance to go to the college football championship, they should have played A&M. The one team that was on the outside looking in, the one team that uh, was on the outside that had a legitimate shot at 
you know, going to the college football uh, playoffs. I don't understand why instead of them giving a a shot, they just decided to go on with what they were doing besides money. Well, I think the, the one thing that was the reason why A&M's bid got pushed aside because their one, their one win was against Florida. Mm-hmm. And the fact that Florida got blown out by LSU mm-hmm. to move back, but they moved down to like number 10 or something. Yeah. And then they lost to uh, Alabama in the SEC championship game. Yep, 100%. And I think they're saying like, look, this is their one quality win. And that one quality win, that team lost to to Bama and LSU. LSU, a team that's not even ranked. Yeah. So I, I think that's why like they're like, okay, no, that so that win wasn't legitimate. Yeah, I guess. I mean, that, that's, I mean, that's what but I in think. The, but in the same way that you could you could say that Notre Dame's win against Clemson it wasn't. Um, was wasn't legitimate because it, it they wasn't. didn't even have all their players playing. They didn't have Trevor Lawrence playing, and they still only won by a handful of points. They didn't win by a big margin. It's not yeah. like they blew them out. Yeah. And obviously, we see the, the finished product of what happened with Trevor Lawrence there. Yeah, they got destroyed. They got destroyed like I thought they would. So, Bama and Notre Dame. I mean, you've seen Notre Dame's Notre Dame track record the last 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they've been terrible in bowl games. They've been terrible in playoffs. They've been terrible in all of it. So that's Over. another reason why everyone was like, why Notre Dame and not uh, A&M? Yeah. Give, give us a rematch. But then, but then there's also people saying, so you want to take out a shitty playoff team and put in a mediocre all-season team. Yes. So that, I mean, there's there's so many arguments to that. I, me personally, I think A and M should have been at four to get the cheeks clapped by Bama again, and then How set you? up the Clemson and Bama rematch for the championship. I mean, everyone knows that's who it's going to be. We could have won. I mean, there there was we, hope. We would have brought back Johnny. There was hope. You could have finished the senior year. Johnny, I think the. I mean, but Bama's going to destroy Notre Dame. I think so. Yeah, and I mean, Clemson's going to destroy Ohio State. But honestly, after Bama's game last week against Florida, I'm not 100% sure that they're going to blow them out. I thought they were going to blow out Florida, and then they ended up winning by a touchdown. Yeah. So, the I don't know. I think that game may be a little bit better than that. What conference is Florida in? Florida? Mm-hmm. SEC? Yeah, that's what I thought. So. What what conference is Notre Dame in? ACC? Yeah. Okay. I, 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 I got my money on Bama. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Clemson, I think, light work. They're going to handle a house like nothing. Um, even Dabo Sweeney has came out and said that um, that Ohio State it wasn't even in his top ten. Nick Saban, they weren't even in his well, top da- ten. Did you see Dabo's fucking uh, his rankings? Yeah, he put everybody above. He put he put uh, uh, Coastal Carolina above. <laughs> 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 he was. Just, I think he just put that out to be petty. He was like, here's my top 10. Ohio State's at the bottom. Yeah, I mean, like, I think they should with everybody. Well, they Everyone beat them a couple, uh, couple years ago or a couple times ago. They played each other, I think. It, I think it was in the college football playoffs. They beat them 33, 35 to nothing. Yeah. It, and I get the game after that was a little bit closer and the game before that was a little bit closer. But most of the time, I mean, every time Clemson won. I mean, Ohio State hasn't been good since fucking Zeke was there. And Zeke was running. I mean, the last time he played, they won a national championship. And then ever since that, then, that was before he got fat, right? Yeah, that was before he got, way before he got fat. <laughs> you know, that James Harden status. 
So AM plays OU. They play great value, Patrick Mahomes. Oh my god. Uh, I guess we'll see. Maybe this game right here may be the determining factor with AM of next year. I think if AM wins this game and Ohio State loses, I think next year AM needs to start in the top four. Well they they'll be ranked up there. I know, they'll they'll be ranked up pretty high. But I think they should um they should be ranked at least. I almost hope three. that it, I almost hope it's a close game. With the A and M and Ohio State? I mean OU? Yeah. Nah, it has to be blowout. That's the only nope. way they'll get recognized if it's nope. a blowout. I hope it's a close game. Just so just so that they can justify leaving us out. Just so they can justify it. Because it doesn't make any sense. I think it needs to be a complete blowout for them to uh to be recognized as a, a top four team. Which I mean they already are. All right, so we're gonna finish. We're gonna finish uh, college football right there. So it's fuck Ohio State, fuck Notre Dame. Yep. They're gonna get blown out. Clemson, Bama, national championship. Who you got? Bama. I'm gonna go on the limb here and say Clemson. I never bet against the SEC. Yeah, I know, but I'm gonna go ahead and say uh, I'm gonna go ahead and go with Clemson on that. So we're gonna get into our third topic. We're gonna go into the NFL. So we're gonna. Go Jackson. <laughs> the NFL this year has been weird. It's had like the most ACL injuries and Achilles injuries of like the last like 10 years combined. It's crazy. I can't believe these people were getting hurt so much. It's 2020. Yeah. So we're going to start out talking about, we're going to talk, we're, we're going to start off talking about the trash ass. NFC East, the NFC East. NFC Beast, what you mean? Fucking worst division in football. You're not even gonna have to have a winning record to make the playoffs, so that's kind of that's kind of stupid on what I think. So, who do you think is gonna win that division? Uh, Washington. They have, I, the, they have the easiest path. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Cowboys haven't shown anything to make themselves look like a decent team. The last two weeks, yes, but before that, no. <laughs> they only they only a twenty four pack of Modelo. Um, <laughs> Is that that one day you called me about the bet? Yeah, on Thanksgiving. Yeah, because I picked up a bet with my dad. You should have you should have called me immediately before you did that bet, not after you did the. Bet. I did it for tradition, but it's just like, oh my gosh, I, I've never bet on the Cowboys before, and I never will again. And I told you, I said no. I would, I, like I said, when you called me, I said I wouldn't if I was you, and you did. Well, and you were like, wow, that's bad news. Why would you tell me that? I was if, like, well, if you, you would call me first. Two years ago, if I would have said I'm betting on the Cowboys over the Washington Redskins. Oh, yeah. I meant the Washington football team. Sorry. No, the, the, the Washington Redskins. The Washington R-words. I'm not calling them the Redskins. <laughs> you need to stop being soft. They're the R-words. And then I uh, I would have I would have taken that bet. I wouldn't even called you. Native Americans don't even care that you called the Redskins. I'm calling all the Native Americans. I know. Call uh, <laughs> I bet they don't give a shit about them being called the Redskins. I'll call them later. Uh, <laughs> And then the Giants, come on, they're the Giants. Well, for for a couple weeks, or the past few weeks, they looked like they were going to close up the division. They looked like they were good, but... They were in sole place for like a game and a half lead. And then Washington came out of nowhere and won like two in a row. They beat the Steelers. Yeah, but I mean, at one point, all the teams were three and seven, yeah, and the true. Eagles were in the league because they were three, six, and one. And that's the fucked up part about it, is that the Eagles have a better shot, too, because that one tie that doesn't go against them or for them, so... If they if they went out, they can possibly make playoffs. It's just stupid. Yeah. The Eagles. I um, mean, the Redskins are starting to look like a legitimate football team, even though they have a one-legged quarterback. Well, Alex Alex Smith is hurt. 
He's not going to play this week. So no, he's not. Dwayne Haskins is going to play. So they're going to have to count on the defense. Who are they playing? The Panthers. They'll win. Yeah, the Panthers are four and ten. They they have a uh, McCaffrey's not playing, so they have a legitimate shot to win. If they win that game, they just ease his gun. Cowboys tank to get like a seventh seed. Uh, yeah, the Cowboys. <laughs> I just what pisses me off is that they wait until right now to start doing something. Side note: I saw so many videos of Jets fans crying. Yeah, because they were like, "We're not gonna get Trevor Lawrence now because we won this fucking game against the Rams." Everyone wanted to. Everyone wanted them to just tank. It's like uh, they, I heard somebody say uh, they were like, "They put us through all this shit this whole season. We've lost every game just to get an offensive tackle." They said, "What? Why? Why win this game then? <laughs> so we can do what?" They were. They didn't prove anything. They're just now they're going to get off his tackle because I think he's the second. They just didn't end up. Pick. They're not on sixteen. So, I, th- the, I think the Cowboys should have won three of those games that they lost at least because then they lost by a couple points. They should have beat the Steelers if they would have had Andy Dalton. I think they beat the Steelers. Uh, they probably would have been closing it out this weekend too, but that's a different story for another time. They pissed me off this year. <laughs> Yeah. Don't they piss you off every year? Yeah. You can ask Carly how many bad Sundays I've had watching them. But, 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 I'll leave it out Texas fans feel the same way because they've had a worse year than us. Oh, my God. Facts. I go, facts. Texans have been sucking since they started. The Texans and the Astros, but mostly the Texans, have both have, have made me give up on betting on Houston teams. <laughs> And the Rockets. I just, I can't bet on Houston teams anymore. I can't be emotionally invested in a financial decision anymore. I don't know what it is about Houston. They go get these amazing players and then trade them. Like D-Hop. We had that, what was it, what was that general, that SARS, um, that uh, dictator's name, um, Bill (laughs) O'Brien, who just... (laughs) He was like, well, DeAndre Hopkins told me I had a funny chin and I was fat, so I traded him away. <laughs> uh, fuck the team. I'm yeah. going to draft I'm gonna draft uh, Deshaun Watkins, and you know what I'm, you know what else I'm going to do? Uh, I'm going to make sure we have the worst offensive lineman in the world. And you know what else we should do? Not have a running game. I think it's, it's stupid how they waited until so long to fire him. They should have fired him out of the gate. I mean, he was his own boss. After the first three. He was a dictator. He ran everything. After the first three games. the, the I thought he was going to buy the team before the he got team, fired. Just <laughs> out, straight out and just been like, after three losses, you're out. They should just turn all Houston teams into a democracy. And we should be able to vote on who's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> we should vote on our draft picks and everything. Just. I, a Twitter live feed because these people they don't know what the fuck they're doing they have all these talented ass players and they just uh, they either uh, f- fuck them over get them hurt or get rid of them pretty much I mean I mean how, how much longer is Deshaun Watson actually going to stay there I don't know why he signed that big old contract well, I don't know why he should have dipped out went somewhere else it's because Tiana Trump moved to Houston <laughs> sorry <laughs> Uh, no, there's no. I just don't. I don't understand. So the the Texans they traded Hopkins, yeah. and then he goes out and he's balling out over there. They were like, "Hey, guess what? We're gonna throw you the ball, and you won't be the only one. We have Larry Fitzgerald as well." Exactly. 
Then we were like, yeah, we're going to get rid of everybody. And we don't need big receivers. It's just like it's just like uh, the Rockets. And they're like, we don't need we don't need a big man. Yeah, this is right. And then we play the Lakers, and yeah. they're like three three big men that come in and just dominate. Them. So yeah. shit, maybe we should get Boogie Cousins, huh? <laughs> so a part of me, uh, I say a part of me. When I say a part of me, I meant like a real small portion of me kind of felt bad for the Texans the past two weeks because they've lost in terrible fashions. Mm-hmm. Wasn't this past week they lost on that? Um, Deshaun Watson threw that pass right over the middle and he caught it and he was about to dive into the end zone and the dude hit him and it fumbled out. And then, then the, the Colts fell on it and ended the block game. I mean, like a part of me felt bad, but I laughed at the same time. But I was, after I stopped laughing, I was like, oh man, I feel bad for Watson. I think at this point I'd rather just uh, get blown out every game. Yeah. I'd rather be the Jets. Well, what was it that game a couple weeks ago or a few weeks ago where... Uh, the center lost on the game. They were like right on the four yard line about to score, and the center botched the snap, and it was a low snap, and then the guy ended up coming and jumping on it into the game, and they would have ended up winning. I don't know who they played, but I remember. I, just, was, I didn't see that, but I'm glad I didn't. It but was the, it the was, way you just described it just upset me. It was terrible. Oh my god. It was it was it was dumb. It was dumb. I mean, they had two losses that shouldn't have been losses. They should have a better record, but the Texans, so that won't ever change. I know, I know they're professionals, but at what point do we get to blame the coaches? I think that's everyone's like you know don't blame the coaches because all the coaches do is call plays. But I'm like, yeah, I mean all they do is get paid millions. Of I think the coaches, some coaches have bigger influences than some of the coaches do. Like you got position coaches that have bigger influence than the head coach. You know, little shit like that. Like you know, yeah. you, you don't watch on last chance. You you know, oh, like, yeah. most of the most of the players they gravitate more towards like their position coach because they're more cool to them than they do to the actual head coach. I, mean, I think that's, that's the same yeah. thing everywhere. I, I mean, if we don't, I mean, we should just pay better. I'll start a GoFundMe for the Texans if they, <laughs> just, if they can just get their shit together. <laughs> I think the bad thing is a lot of people would uh, actually pitch in for that. It's not the bad thing. The bad thing is that they would, and, and they'd be like, uh, fuck the people. Sorry. <laughs> We're just going to take the money for us. We're not going to uh, get nobody else. Yeah, guess what? All the coaches got new Porsches. Thank you. Thank you for your don- thank you for your donation. <laughs> so let's talk about the let's talk about the playoffs, man. I know you wanted to talk about the Chiefs. Let's talk about the Chiefs and the AFC number one seed. They're most likely going to have a bye. I got a couple things to say. One, I think it's really sad that the Browns could end up being eleven and five and dude, still not get to the playoffs. Dude, That's, I've been saying it for for a while now that. For like years, like three years at least, that I think the Browns. I said the next five to ten years, the Browns are going to be a really good team. I mean, they've they've always had a, a bunch of talent. I think they just need to start clicking together. And once uh, Odell Beckham Jr. got hurt, uh, they were like, "Oh shit, I forgot we were a team." Yeah. Uh, the Steelers, uh, they could lose out. They're still going to be in the playoffs. They clinched. The Bills are looking really good, but the Chiefs are light years ahead of everybody else. I mean. Catch I want to know if the Bills are for real. They are. That's what I want to know. They are. They have to be. I mean, they are. They they've been they've been playing pretty good, but I want to see if they're for real. The um, I don't see I don't see any other teams underneath them that they couldn't beat. The Titans. I mean, the Titans. Oh, you're going to get fifty runs from Derrick Henry. Are you ready to stop it or are you not? Like that's basically what it's going to come down yeah. to. The Tennessee Titans in the playoffs. That's what happened last year. Derrick Henry, man. They, they went on that magical run last year, and they beat some of the top yeah, teams just the, running the ball. On Derrick Henry's back. Yeah, just literally running the ball. And they almost even went to the Super Bowl. But, of course, they 
face Patrick Mahomes. Well, they do what they do. They lost at the end. I yeah. think the, the Chiefs are are looking at a repeat. I don't think the Chiefs are a solidified number one. They are number one, but I don't know. If How are they not solidified? I think they scare me a little bit. Did you not see them last week? No. Patrick Mahomes threw, what, three picks, I think? They still won. Yeah. But they, they played the Dolphins. So if you throw, throw three picks to a team like the Bills. Well, this is what I think. You're not. You're more, more than likely, you're not gonna. You're gonna get at least 17 points off those three turnovers if you're the Bills. I think the boy from Tyler, Texas. I think he knew he was playing what ranked seventh Dolphins. I think he knew what he was doing. He's a gunslinger. He's a cowboy. He's doing what he's doing. He was just like, let me just throw shit, see what happens. Yeah. I think, and I also think that uh, when you're as good as the Chiefs, I mean, why not tie one arm behind your back? I don't. I. I they're, I don't see them going out with a good a, a good game plan, sticking to it, and losing any games. So their offense is going to be there no matter what. Yep, you're, you're going to get points to them, mm-hmm. but their defense is what scares me. Oh yeah, their defense has always been less skilled than their offense. Yeah, it is. I mean, last year they won on their defense. They got the ball back in the, the Super Bowl and ended up put the ball in Patrick Mahomes' hands, and the rest is history. Yeah. But this year, they they're what eleven and one, twelve and one. They won and lost one game, but their defense has been scarce and it's been non-existent for like a quarter or two. But their defense is decent. Yeah. And when decent. your offense is phenomenal and your defense is decent, if you play, I mean, I don't, I, like, like I said, I don't see any teams on here that can outscore the Chiefs. So and you, that's what it takes to win. It's so just to score more points. You say the Bills. Are for real. The Bills are for real. So if the Chiefs play the Bills in let's say an AFC Championship game, and mm-hmm. Mahomes has three picks, and their defense is non-existent for the first two quarters, and the Bills have let's say twenty-four points up, I mean I know the game's not over, but a you've seen Patrick of, Mahomes do a it. A whole half of football, though. You've seen Patrick Mahomes come back and do it. Yeah. But how much longer can he keep doing it? That's that's until he gets question. injured. He's not injured yet. But we saw last year each game in the playoffs he was down and came back to win, but after a while luck runs out. I'm not. I mean, I'm not. I don't think. I don't. I don't think he's just lucky though. He's skilled. Uh, he has a je ne sais quoi about him. He has something about him. He's just a better football player than everybody else. I mean, you just. He had a. He had an interview after the Super Bowl, I think, with uh, LeBron James and them, and uh, he just said he said it wasn't it wasn't until a couple weeks before the Super Bowl or the Super Bowl that he figured out that. He could re- learn how to read defenses. Yeah, and that's like, that's the scary thing that it took like, that long. What are you fucking talking about? No wonder they signed him for a quarter million, <laughs> a quarter billion dollars. <laughs> Hell yeah, we're keeping you for, or half a billion dollars. So we're keeping you forever, dude. Uh, I think as long as the Chiefs uh, invest in their O line, as long as they keep coaching the way they're coaching. Uh, they don't get rid of Andy Reid. I think that there's no way that anybody else is, is going to beat the Chiefs. And that's another thing is that there there was a couple of games where Patrick Mahomes was running around more than the running backs. Like he was running for his life most of the game. Like that one loss against the Raiders. I mean, he I, he was I watched that game for his life. I watched that game. I bet on the Chiefs. I was very upset. Um, that was insane. The second time they played him, same thing. He was running for his life, but he made some plays in the fourth quarter to win. But that's football. I bet uh, I don't know anything about the the Raiders or their D line. But I bet a couple of them, a couple of guys on that D line, just 
They got the other guy's card. They know what's up. I mean, they're all professionals, so they're going to play 100% every game. Yeah. So my, my thing is that the Chiefs, I, I just don't know if they can keep doing this play from behind bullshit and coming back. I, mean, I don't know if they can keep doing it. You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to guess Browns are going to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about the NFC? You want to talk about the Packers and the Saints? Dude, I think so. The, the, the Packers are obviously number one. Aaron Rodgers, a Aaron bro, he's he's gonna be there regardless. Oh, he's playing with a chip on his shoulder. Always. Uh, the Saints after last week, I don't know if they're a fluke or not, but they did come back. They only lost over by three points to the Chiefs, I think. Yeah. Seattle. But that's the Saints. That's that's literally the entire Saints organization. Yeah. Is uh, we almost made it. So Seattle, I think they're I think they're overrated. They started off the season on fire. Agree. Uh, they cooled down. They beat the. Redskins by like a touchdown or like a field goal a couple of day, a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, they haven't been blowing people out. They've been winning some games here and there, but they haven't been the same Seahawks team. But you know, every playoff they always step it up. But I don't know if they could beat a. I don't know if they could beat a Green Bay. No. The Redskins. We talked about them earlier. No, Washington. Our words. I, I think, think uh, they're going to win the Super Bowl. They're more than likely going to be <laughs> there. They have a really good defense. I won't take that away from them. They have a really good defense. I think that if they get some key offensive players in the next few years, I think they'll be a really good team. Chase Young's killing it. Oh, for real. He's so good. Now, you see what Tomlin said to him? Oh, <laughs> so Tomlin was, was like, no wonder why they lost so many games to get a guy like you. He said, I, I never, he said, I never want to lose as many games to be able to get a guy <laughs> like you. <laughs> that, he, he's a monster. What a backhanded compliment. I, I am I'm, I'm mad that we have to play him twice a year. Because he can single-handedly change the game. The Rams are at number five. Well, look, look on the right side. The the R words, they're just like uh, the Texans. They'll probably trade them away in in, in a couple years uh, for an offensive lineman in the draft. Yeah. So uh, the Rams, yeah. Well, I don't even know why the Rams are up there. I don't. How, how are the Rams? In the, I haven't. The seen Rams are the biggest. The Rams there. are the biggest frauds. Uh, they have a solid, they have an okay defense, but they just lost to the Jets. <laughs> that should automatically take you out of the ranking. <laughs> they just lost to the Jets. If you're if you're the only reason a team is not uh, doesn't go zero and sixteen, you should be out of the rankings. Yeah, I think so. Unless all the players were drunk, unless they can come out with a solid illegal excuse, if they were like, "Yeah, we all just partied right before the game." They probably got lit the night before. Yeah, the night, bro. It's a no, they got lit the night before. Didn't go to bed. They. We're drinking and they're doing drugs all night. Then they were like, oh, fuck, we had the Jets in 20 minutes? All right. That's the only reason that you can give to lose to the Jets. Jalen Ramsey didn't care, but he was like, party at my crib tonight. Yeah, exactly. So they all came through. The Bucks Don't. You know, it's sad. I, I hate seeing a, a quarterback get so old and be so good for so long and then get old and go to a different team. It's like It's like watching Brett Favre all over again. You know, surprisingly, they've been they've been weirdly good. They're I I would describe them. I would say that they have flashes of greatness. When Gronk, Mike Evans, and Tom Brady are all firing off on all cylinders, and their defense is is doing what they're supposed to do, then they look like a you you watch them and you go, wow, this is actually a really great football team. They can't do to me this comeback stuff either because a lot of their wins this year have been coming behind. They can't do a lot of that because if they're behind to Aaron Rodgers, 
27 to nothing or 24 to nothing to Aaron Rodgers. There's no coming back. The The Packers, Packers, the Saints, Seattle, Washington, and the Rams are not the Atlanta Falcons. They're not going to let you come back in the fourth quarter. Well, you know, that's like one of of these guys said a couple weeks ago, or no, beginning of the season when the Bucs are having their up and downs. They said they need to just get one person and make the game plan around him. Like, they need to go with Mike Evans. Try to get him the ball as much. Mm-hmm. Stick with the running game. Try to get Mike Evans the ball. I said Mike Evans. Tom Brady's trying to get him to everybody. Now. You know how Tom Brady was in, in New England. He was able yeah. to give it to Edelman, Gronk, the running backs, the kid from Walmart, who was a catcher the, the, the yep. day before. You know, he was able to do all that to those kids. Out here, you can't do that. Yeah, but he also had Bill Belichick. Yeah. And Not this is the NFC. I think the NFC is always better than the AFC for the most part, talent-wise. I don't know. The Arizona Cardinals, they're they're – Finishing on to that seventh seed. I don't, know if, I don't know if they're going to keep it, though. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. There's, like, two other teams that are right there. So they have to basically win out to get that spot. Mm-hmm. I want to look up who they play next. Yeah, I don't, I, honestly, I don't know who they play next, but I know they have a pretty tough schedule. I just don't see the Cardinals being a team that, uh, what's the word? Shines bright in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, the R-words are right tired. I can't get over the R words. The Washington R words are just destroying everybody. The Washington foosball team. I think uh, I think all the other teams should be embarrassed to be ranked below them. But I guess I would have said the same thing about the Browns <laughs> a couple years ago. They might win out. The Cardinals. Who did they play? The 49ers and the Rams. Oh, yeah. I mean, I could see that. Jamie, look that up. Thanks, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> you got the wrong podcast here, buddy. <laughs> so, Frank Rogan. Me, personally, I think it's going to be the Chiefs and Packers in the Super Bowl, but I think everybody picks the Packers every year to go to the Super Bowl, and they don't. Well, so, they're a letdown team. I'd say it's going to be the Chiefs and Seattle. I see the Saints doing what they always do, which is uh, fuck up in the end. Yeah. I see Seattle being consistently... Moderate, and I see a blowout between the Chiefs and Seattle. Who did the Chiefs beat last year? I should know this. 49ers. The 49ers. They were, they were better last year though. Mm-hmm. Oh. And then when the Chiefs beat Tom Brady, I mean, all we see over and over again is Patrick Mahomes shaking hands of people of quarterbacks who are legends to us because we grew up watching them. Yeah. And just. Basically shitting on them. Yeah, he just shits on them and he leaves. So I think uh, Russell Wilson's next to get shit on. I think so. I don't think he's gonna shit on Alex Smith. Uh, I think he's gonna feel bad for him and <laughs> let him let him lose by twenty one. <laughs> but I, I I honestly I just don't see any team come out of NFC and beating the Chiefs. Yeah, me neither. I agree with that. Maybe if uh, the Chiefs fuck up and lose to the the Bills or the Steelers or something like that, then maybe. But I don't see I don't see the the Chiefs losing to anybody in the NFC. Well, I completely agree with that. So we've got two weeks left. Playoff start. It's a different playoff system this year. Only the one seed gets a bye. Yeah, and, and I'm whatever other team has to play. I just want so we'll finish up on the NFL there. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna wrap up that topic and we're gonna end the show right there. Uh, but first, uh, before we finish the show, Zach, I want to thank you for being here. I'm going to thank you. I would like to say to the viewers that <laughs> this uh, this podcast has been brought to you by One Whiskey and Five Beers. 
<laughs> and also, I would like to say that I meant to preface everything I said about the Navy by saying I'm going to talk shit about the Navy a little bit. <laughs> so, uh, you know, support the troops or whatever. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you came down for Christmas. You're going to be here for another week or whatever. I know we have one more show together. Yeah, I'll be here Monday. Well, we'll have another show Monday. I know... I don't know if it's just going to be me and you. I don't know if it's going to be we're going to have more people. The boys. We won't know about that until probably the day of. So y'all be uh, keeping up with that. So like I said, I want to thank you again for being here. Thanks, man. Thank you for being for this show and being my, what, second guest on the show? Yeah. Yeah, I think you're my second guest so far. I'll be back. Yeah, for sure. And I know you'll be back more for more shows later on down the line. So I want to thank everybody for listening. I hope everybody has a, a great Christmas and a happy holidays. Uh, I hope you all get what you asked for. Don't be a dick to nobody. The boys! <laughs> <laughs> so, thank y'all for stopping by and listening. <laughs>